now the super genius, Mark Madden. Just all kinds of loose women. Women in various states of moral decay. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. The X at 105.9. Football season is upon us. Joining me now to get us caught up on the state of the Steelers as they go through their paces in Latrobe, it's general manager Kevin Colbert. Uh, Kevin, how much contact in practice is a safe amount of contact? Uh, that's a debate that's kind of popped up in the wake of Foster's injury. Yeah, Mark, you know, it's um, football is a contact sport, and you have to practice what you're going to end up playing. You know, we play next Thursday evening, and if you don't have a certain amount of contact, um, you're not going to be prepared for that. Uh, Craig Wolfley taught me a long time ago that, you know, it's, it would be like boxing without sparring. You have to go through some some contact, and unfortunately, Ramon, Ramon got hurt. It was in a situation that was really a, it was a team run drill, and sometimes in those team run drills, to make them authentic, you have to throw the ball. And we were passing, and uh, Stefan Tewitt fell across the back of his leg, and unfortunately got hurt. Fortunate it wasn't too bad, but you, you have to put the guys in those situations, and you have to monitor it. You know, we have a between 12 to 15 live plays per day. Um, so it's not... We don't think it's excessive. I think it is necessary, and uh, just hope for the best. Well, it looks like Foster's injury isn't too bad, but are you happy with your depth on the O-line right now? Because you did lose some uh, in the offseason with Hubbard leaving, and, of course, Hawkins got hurt. Correct. And that's, you know, with Ramon being down, he's probably going to be down for the majority of training camp. So you worry about that because you're one step closer to not, you know, having that player available and, and when uh, – Hawkins got hurt that, that limited our, our exposure to, uh, I mean, our depth on the offensive tackle. So now Fuchs Okorafor has to step up. And, you know, that's why when you get into a draft situation and you like a player, um, you better take him because you just don't know how things will shake out. And fortunately, this young man well, is on our team, and he'll get the opportunity to prove it. In the meantime, he'll get the opportunity to prove that he can be uh, that backup swing tackle, but in the meantime, it's our job to be prepared if he's not, and we have to look for depth elsewhere. And that's what our scouts will be doing in the, the preseason as we look at the other teams' depth charts and who uh, may or may not make their team. It's our job to be ready in the event that Chooks isn't ready. But so far, so good with him. But again, we'll see how, how it shakes out starting on Thursday. What's your take on Terrell Edmonds uh, so far at camp? Because he certainly has a lot of raw ability, doesn't he? He does, and, you know, it's it's what we expected from him. That's why we, we liked him where we took him. Now, again, he has to prove it. He's, you know, unfortunately, Morgan Burnett um, strained his hamstring early and uh, opened the door for Terrell, quite honestly. And so far, he's responded, and... Again, it's a, it's part of this whole process of figuring out who can and who can't. It's one thing to do it in practice. Um, it'll be another thing to do it in a preseason game and then obviously into a regular season. But so far, so good. He's approached it. I, I believe the learning has been um, above board for a, for a rookie. At that position, is always difficult. But so far, so good, and we'll just see if he can continue. I got a feeling Edmonds is going to be a big part of the sub package, Kevin, as a box safety, kind of a hybrid. Is that likely? Is that the role you'd like to see him in? Well, I think 
what we try to do with those guys is teach them one thing at a time and, and make sure that they have the base defense down. Again, he's he got accelerated uh, with Burnett's um, hamstring issue. He got accelerated into this role. Um, and, and sometimes that happens with a rookie. It happened with Ben, unfortunately, his rookie year when Tommy Maddox got hurt. Um, he was thrust into a role. Um, more or quicker than we maybe wanted to do it, but that's the reality of this game. But the, the sub packages, I think, once he gets the base defenses down, and we continue to grow, and we, we'll start working those things uh, more. Not so much the first week at camp will be pretty basic that first week, but as we build to that third preseason game, which is the most realistic test of the preseason, um, some of those packages will be instituted, and we think Terrell will be part of those by then. Rod Woodson said the defense needs more playmakers. Do you agree with that? What we need is more consistency. Um, you know, we were very good at rushing the passer last year, but we gave up too many big runs. We gave up too many big plays. So playmakers, um, I, I'm, what I'm looking for and what we're looking for is consistency. We had, you know, we had playmakers from a, from a pass rush standpoint, we were very good. From a run defense standpoint, we were good. And there were times where we weren't. Past defense, there were times where we were good and times where we weren't. So I think the consistency is what we're looking for. And if you've got playmakers, that consistency should be there. How is Artie Burns progressing at corner? The word is, from covering Antonio Brown every day, he's kind of picking his game up. And, boy, that would certainly test you, wouldn't it? It is. I mean, it's the ultimate test every day, and he never shies away from it. Um, you know, Antonio will beat him and then Artie will get right back up and try again. I'm telling you, it might be him again. Um, you know, and the thing you try to reinforce with Artie is, look, you know, this isn't unusual with, with AB being able to beat you. Um, you have to match the competition because you're going against the best. Sometimes when you practice against the best, the next challenge in a, in a game might not be as good. But, you know, Artie responds to the challenge every every rep, every play, you know, and he, he's trying to get better. He is better than he was last year at this point. But, again, he has to prove it, and um, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's a big year for him. A lot of times when we draft somebody, we always say that third year is the year where it's either a, um, a make or break, and that's the year he's in, and, you know, we want more. We want more out of Hardy because if we get more out of Hardy, we'll be better uh, with the consistency that we're going to look for from our defense. We're talking to Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert here on the Mark Madden Show. Kevin, uh, you have said the Steelers haven't had distractions dating back through last year. Walk me through that one because I I'm not quite sure I agree. I, I know that the NFL's changed a lot over the past decade or so in that regard, but but I see some distraction there. Well, I, I think when you look at distractions, there's things that happen outside of the the football um, side of things and can that take away from from our team's productivity and you know sometimes I think that things that we look at as distractions from the outside looking in aren't necessarily viewed the same way from the inside looking out because we may have a better handle on what's causing whatever and I think coach does a great job of you know addressing those types of things when necessary I mean he that he has sat star players down in the past um, when there was an issue last year. You know, Martavis Bryant was sat for a game because of some things he had posted on social media, which was something that that coach had addressed uh, prior to. So, 
I, I truly believe that the things that happen within our our locker room, you know, on the field, off the field, in meetings, uh, coaches is way above and beyond uh, the next challenge. I think he has a good handle on what our guys are doing, what we want them to do, and when they don't, um, there's no question about his reaction to situations. I think sometimes Coach Palmer's viewed as a guy that, um, you know, he can laugh and joke with a player on a field, and that's just that's his personality. But make no mistake that um, kindness is no is no indication of weakness in that regard because um, I've seen him deal with uh, elite players in a in a not so elite manner when it's necessary. Um, but he'll do it in a professional manner and in usually a private environment that um, we try to handle those distractions. So I don't I don't I don't worry about our guys um, becoming distractions because if they do, I know he has and will continue to handle those. Now the situation with Lev Bell is an open book, but how much does his absence hurt your preparation? Because at some level, Kevin, it's got to. It does. There's no question. I mean, you know, I was asked that question after the season last year, and I said, well, you know, him not being in camp, did it hurt him? And when a guy's a Pro Bowl player, it's hard to say that it did. But in all honesty, he could have been a better Pro Bowl player. We could have been a better um, offense. I think when you don't have a key piece here working with your guys, um, that's an issue because he doesn't get the timing down with the offensive line. He doesn't get the coordination with Ben. He doesn't get the blitz pickup work. Um, and when he gets here, he'll be in peak physical condition. There's no question about that. But he won't be in football condition. And, you know, as we referenced earlier, the ability or the, the contact stuff that we do in training camp, if you're not doing that and if you haven't done it, you're not going to be at peak performance uh, when he's going to be asked to play whenever that is. So, again, it's always in his best interest to be here and in the team's best interest, but without a contract, there's no way to enforce that. I look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, Kevin, and I wonder, how much more can those two possibly do? Is there still another level that, that you feel those two can reach? Yes, there's no question. And you know, when Joe Green works for us, you know, he used to always tell us, hey, it's great to do something good it's great to win a super bowl it's great to do this play that play this win that win whatever he said but you know do it again and you know i'd look at antonio and i look at ben and i know these are two professionals that are out to exceed um what they've done before um they're never satisfied um you know ben's in my opinion going to be a hall of fame player but he's not done proving that he can still do more and Antonio hasn't had that satisfaction of winning the Super Bowl. And until he gets that, um, that's the first step that he has to to make in, in, in what's been a, a great career to this point. You know, sometimes when you don't win that Super Bowl, it's, it's not quite as much. And um, he has to prove to himself that he can be a Super Bowl champion. So I think that's, that's his big challenge. How will Fickner change the offense? Or, or will he even change it very much? Well, I think from a schematic standpoint, there'll be a lot of carryover. I just think it'll be his personality um, and his input. Um, having worked with Ben uh, more intimately as his quarterback position coach over the years, um, I think he has a real good understanding of of Ben, um, of when to let Ben do what he needs to do or when he needs to take a little more control 
uh, I'm very comfortable. I think we're very comfortable with Randy's ability to do that. And I think it's exciting to, to see um, where that might go, you know, in the year. It, again, like any like any new player, a new coach in a new position has to prove that, that he can do it as we have to prove ourselves every day in what we do. So I'm excited. I, I know there'll be some carryover, but he'll also add his own his own touches and you know hopefully we'll be a better offense you know we know that we have to get better in the red zone that was for as good as we were offensively that was that was a period that was a, a part of our team that we weren't as good as we need to be and again a consistency factor i think uh, we can improve along those lines so hopefully randy will get us there well let's stay with that red zone uh for a second kevin because you guys have all the tools to be great in the red zone have you pinpointed the problem i mean what has to change? What has to improve? That's the thing we always you always want to look at. You know, you're dealing with a, a much smaller field um, when you get there, so the options offensively aren't as great. Um, you know, Bell's a good runner. Can he prove that he can be that tough physical runner in those critical situations? Can the offensive line move the defenders the way they need to move them? Um, we haven't proven that consistently. Can Ben make the the critical throw more often than not. You know, I'm pretty sure we, we led the league in the two-point conversion phase of things, and that's really where our field is is constricted. Um, we've been very successful in that phase. We need to work on that, that 20-yard range and in. But it's just really finding a consistency of what we do good and really working, uh, understanding that we have that, but also identify what we don't do good. And right now, it's just been a consistency thing, Mark, where we haven't we haven't made the tough runs consistent enough in short yardage, and we haven't made the um, I want to say the the consistent big play and, and maybe the fade situations, um, maybe getting a more consistent play out of the tight end group because they're big uh, contributors in your red zone because of you know obviously their size advantage. So I just think we need a little bit more out of everybody. Are you happy with the level of leadership on the team, uh, and how does that manifest itself? It's such an intangible thing to talk about, but are you happy with it at first blush right now? Well, I think we're blessed to have, you know, obviously I could mention Ben uh, before. That's that's no question. Um, you know, he's the team leader, uh, period. He's the one that after a game, win or lose, he's going to address the team uh, after a game. He's going to be the guy that sets the tone. And there are other guys, you know, offensively, you know, Marquise Pouncey, there's no question that um, when something needs said, he's not going to be shy about 